0: and welcome to the free like me podcast by flm this podcast aims to help people like you navigate the world of financial planning we'll be delving into things that we and our clients care about talking about hot topics and inviting you to get to know our team a little bit better Hello and welcome back to the Free Like Me podcast by FLM Wealth Management. My name is Caitlin Lambert and I'm a senior advisor here at FLM. So without further ado, let's kick off this episode. Today we are discussing financial planning for business owners and how they can benefit from working with an advisor or as I like to say, a dream team. We all know that successful entrepreneurs are busy people and managing a successful enterprise takes drive imagination and determination but it can be all-encompassing demanding an inordinate amount of time and energy as you drive it to the next level of success so often the entrepreneur can get immersed in the day-to-day running of their business and lose sight of the bigger picture working with a dream team can really help entrepreneurs to not only achieve financial independence but also ensure its safety and security long after they've exited. So for today's discussion, I'm being joined by my colleague, Kevin Saltmarsh, who has been in the industry for over 20 years. Hi, Kevin. Hi there. And he's also worked with a number of successful business owners. Uh, Joining us as well today, we have Martin Brown of Elephant's Child, who specialise in business advisory services for small to medium enterprises. Hi, Martin.
1: Hi, Caitlin.
0: Good to all hear you, I guess I should be saying, rather than see you. Um, But okay, Martin, what we're going to do is start with you today. So let's talk about exit plans. What do we mean when we tell clients that they need an exit plan?
1: Yeah, it's that James Bond moment, Caitlin, actually. It's the process of leaving your business, or if you like, realising the value of your business asset. Uh, We think about that more as a range of exit options than perhaps a single or deliberately targeted exit. So a range of exit options that mean that you can push on, create value in your business and enjoy the benefit of that. We think then it would be important for businesses to understand how they can exit and how they can crystallize that value. So that could be a full exit, a partial exit. It may be management buyout private equity, a listing, a whole range of options. So we think it's really important for businesses to understand what an exit is, what form it might take, what the art of the possible is, and then how you get into planning your business so that you give your best chance of realising that value, of making that exit come true and maximising value because you can only sell it once, of course, Caitlin.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and on that note, once... um client has, you know, or a business owner has made the decision on what that exit plan looks like. How important is it to then come up with a plan for beyond that, you know, once you have had that James Bond moment?
1: Yeah, it's really important, because it's quite a different perspective, actually. And it goes back to this notion of working on the business rather than in the business. So one of the things a business owner really needs to be cognizant of is how attractive the business is to the outside market. So you can be running a very good and successful business and performing very well, but actually what you need to understand is what do you look like through the lens of a potential investor or a potential acquirer? So getting your business prepared and ready for a sale process is a real art, and you will certainly need good advisors around you to enable you to do that. It's a very different way of managing and running your business. I think it's also important to note, Kaylin, how long these things take. So from the point your business is ready, it can be possible to sell within 16 weeks. But typically, particularly in this marketplace, that process is taking 12 months. And then after 12 months, you may enjoy, say, 60% of the value with a further 20% coming a year later and another 20% a year beyond that. So in fact, if anyone is thinking about selling their business anytime now to the next five years, now is a really good time to start. Get your business prepared to give yourself the best chance of selling it at the maximum value, understanding that it may take you two to three years to truly exit in full.
0: Yeah, it certainly isn't isn't a simple process these days, is it?
1: No, it's not. There's a lot to think about. There's lots of jargon involved. It, it is quite a different process. For example, your business plan will be called an information memorandum for the purposes of sale, and you do need specialist advisors around you. It's particularly important you have good tax advice, good accounting advice good legal advice, good commercial advice. And, of course, you want to make sure that your financial plans and your wealth management plan is truly in place because when you realise this value, you want to be able to extract it to your personal asset base in the most tax-efficient way. And that's really where FLM can help, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so on that point, coming on to you, Kev, how would you say that that is different from having a retirement plan in place?
2: Well, I think uh, your, your company can provide your retirement plan But a a business and selling your own business is is a lot more encompassing. You've got to uh, consider really everything in some ways apart from the business, uh, apart from your pension. Uh, So I think it's always important to to have a plan uh, to review that on a regular basis. Yes, money put into a pension is great, but for most people... Your uh, retirement income is going to come from a number of different sources. And for business owners, probably the biggest thing is going to be the sale of their business. Uh, So it's always important to almost know at outset, I I feel, that uh, you know when your exit plan is going to come about, what that looks like, and then kind of review your plans regularly to make sure you're on track for that. And you're going to hit whatever target, whatever figure, and whatever you want when you exit that uh, exit your business and i say the pension will be part of that but for a business owner it's going to be a small part
0: and so what other roles do advisors play in helping business owners make those decisions kev
2: well i think uh, really an advisor should should be helping from when somebody sets their business up really you know it's bringing the right people in not just the advisor but Having an accountant, uh, the right legal advice, so the business can be set up in the in the right manner, which is always very important. Because, uh, as Martin said, when you come to exit, it's having the the uh, pen uh, sorry the company in the best uh, tax efficient structure. So you're, you're going to pay the minimum amount of tax when you when you exit the business, uh, and it can be helping from everything like you know you're running a business, you start taking staff on. These days, there's lots of different things you would consider. Uh, you've got to set pensions up for staff. Advisors can help with that. So I'm working with a business at the moment who have lost a number of uh, members of staff and they're looking to improve the benefits they're offering. You know, they don't know how to do that. I've been able to advise them and they are re- retaining staff now rather than losing them. They they used to spend so much time on trying to replace people and not concentrating their business. So I think it's the advisor's role to try and help in every area, really.
0: Absolutely. And and so before um, a business advisor was going to reach out to you, what would you say they should be considering ahead of time?
2: It's really what do you want to get out of the business and how that advisor can help you get to that stage. Uh, it may be kind of protecting value you built up in the business already or the best way of preserving value as you go as your business uh, grows Uh, looking at the best way to maybe transfer ownership uh, whether it's to a management team or or other people outside that and again coming back to original uh, original advice you know reducing potential tax liabilities either on on your estate if you happen to die while uh, managing or owning your company or your spouse or children it's 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 really everything and and those are the kind of questions i'll be coming to an advisor with
0: great and and martin on on that side what do you usually encourage people to think about before they sit down with your team
1: yeah i think kevin makes a very good point actually and it, and, and increasingly we're seeing the ability the ability for people to be able to sit down and think about their life goals not only for themselves but those that are nearest and closest and and dearest to them And what we're finding that is if people have got a sense as to what their life aspirations are and they can clarify those goals, we can then start to think about a quantum. So what kind of value, what monetary value do we want to put on the business? If we can start to think about what that business needs to be worth in terms of funding those future life goals, then we can set about what are the best levers, the best things that we can address in the business that are really going to drive value. So I think understanding what values do drive your business, and these can change from sector to sector, but broadly, a business is going to have more value with a quality of income and quality of earnings. So earnings that are recurring, earnings that are predictable, earnings that are known and can be built on going forward. So quality of earnings drives value. I think the other thing that drives value is the ability for businesses to have enablement through their systems and processes through people, as Kevin just mentioned there. So there's this notion of being able to scale the business and knowing that things like IT and comms, people and culture, HR operations are all ready to help that business scale. You can't sell yourself with the business, so it's really important that you've got a succession plan in place and you're demonstrating to the buying party that there is a future in relationships beyond the point at which you as the business leader leaves and then of course there is the business itself so you want the business to be clean you don't want any skeletons in the cupboard you want all contracts to be up to date and you want to give the next person the chance to really drive value in that business so the ability to be able to tell your future story is also something that will drive value and valuation one of the critical start points for that then is to think about your life aspiration your life goals and then to get the rest of the business aligned around it. Because if you can get that framed, and if you can get that culture and that behavior happening, then you're giving yourself the best chance to really maximize value.
0: Absolutely. I think that's where a lot of the financial planning aspects can come into play with the cash flow forecasting and looking at what those assets are going to be able to truly help you to achieve beyond the business. And then more importantly, you know, keeping them very safe. I I find, you know, a lot of, business owners we work with have worked long and hard to get to where they are at to, and capital preservation becomes very, very important beyond that if they don't necessarily have the energy to go out and do it again.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very good point, actually, Caitlin. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's tricky for us, in a sense, when we go into a business because this is a business that is has been built from scratch, typically. It's known and loved. There's a lot of emotional connection to that business, And what we're suggesting here is with the right advice around you, we can really help you take this business to a a different place and help you realise your exit goals. Of course, as a business leader, that can be quite challenging because you need to have a high level of EQ, emotional intelligence, I think, and you've got to be open and wanting of change. And you've got to be able to embrace all of those advisors that are around you to take you on that journey. And I think that can be challenging for a business owner because you really are taking them out of their comfort zone and asking them to trust you very quickly with their baby. So, you know, it's easy to understand why some business owners are reticent to even embark on this journey or change their thinking or behaviour.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a really interesting one. And I'd like to then ping this across to you, Kev, because I'm just thinking about one client in particular that you've worked with who's grown and exited a number of businesses, what, what would you say is kind of a key characteristic that helps him be so, so successful in, in those um, ventures?
2: I think it's been, for him, finding a niche in the market uh, and being able to disrupt the uh, current, you know, thinking. So you know, he's, he's worked in a number of areas and, uh, and been very successful uh, I think also it's been having a, an exit strategy almost from, from day one, thinking, you know, I'm looking to grow this to a certain size and when it gets to that and I can almost see my next venture and what I need to put into that to get that off the ground. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take my money now and, and I guess not hang on. Once your valuation is kind of hit and met as to what you think it should be, don't, don't delay. If you decided you want to exit the business and sell it then sell it. And I think, uh, you know, for, for most business owners, you probably only run one business in your lifetime. Uh, so I think it's always good to have advice from other people who've, who have had, you know, helped a number of different businesses because, you know, what you don't know is you, you're never going to know. So, uh, but I think uh, that's, that's probably the main thing. It's, is knowing almost the, what you want to get out of the business from day one. And when you get there, yep, okay, I'm going to leave.
0: Yeah, so it's almost taking that emotion out of it. And I think the overarching theme that keeps popping up is is all about having a plan, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think I think you make a very good point there, Kevin. You know, particularly in this this pandemic market, as we have been in, one of the observations that we would have is that businesses coming into the pandemic that are good businesses are probably going to be good businesses as it morphs and we come through the other side or whatever that means. And so we don't think that things like COVID-19 or Brexit are reasons to delay. We actually think they're the opposite. It's the time to really get active, take control of the controllables, get your plan in place and execute on that plan. And if that involves creating exit options and realizing those exit, now is really a good time to do it. If I think back four years now, we still have companies that are out there waiting to see what's going to happen around Brexit. And, you know, they've just lost four years is the answer. So I think despite the market conditions, despite the fact that it's quite a volatile market, there is still an opportunity for good businesses to get their exit options clarified and pursue the one that makes best sense for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. One of our colleagues refers to this notion of monsters and that there's always going to be another monster around the corner and you know Brexit might be a monster, COVID might might be a monster and there's always a reason to delay but really it's about focusing on the fundamentals and the long term and and the right decisions for that time and place. Okay so Martin in your experience what part of the process do you feel that business owners struggle with the most and and what's the best way to overcome that?
1: It's an easy one, actually. It just goes back to my previous point. I think the most difficult barrier is actually starting. It's starting and breaking the cycle. You know, business owners have typically done well. They've started, which is tough. They've survived, which is even tougher. Uh, Only 4% of SME businesses ever break it out of that micro category. So beyond nought to nine employees and a million pound turnover, And they're good at what they do. They know their business. They know their domain. They are specialists and they are experts. So getting them to start and break that cycle and start to think about exit options and creating value and what that looks like is the single largest challenge we see. I actually find it quite frustrating because there are so many SME businesses out there that I think could achieve much more, but actually they're prepared to wait and do nothing and and take time so you know my push here to overcome that barrier would be stop posting stop looking at quotes from Einstein and Jobs and Branson and stop chasing random learnings control the controllables get focused and start yourself on that journey because once you take that first step so many more opportunities will open up to you.
2: Yeah and I I think personally it's it's for a lot of uh, business owners it's Having the opportunity to kind of see the long term picture. Uh, most most business owners seem to spend all their time, funny enough, running their business and concentrating on the next bits of business, HR, whatever it might be, rather than looking at that long term plan. I always think it's very important that people should have the the luxury really to sit down and review plans, whether it's a five year, ten year. And I think that's where an advisor can can come into their own, really, is to say to someone, come on, you don't need to look at that. That's somebody else's job. Come on, we need to look at the longer picture. We need to see what, how you're going to get from from A to B or A to Z, whatever it might be, and give the person the opportunity to get some in, uh, impartial advice and kind of keep them on on their track to to where they're trying to get to.
1: Yeah, I absolutely concur with that, Kevin. We were in a planning session yesterday And I was sat there sort of 30 minutes into it thinking, actually, for the business owner in this case, it feels quite therapeutic. They've made that jump. They've started. They've sort of broken out of that comfort zone. But actually, the rest of the day then becomes all about free thinking and the art of the possible and where you really might take your business. So I think that's absolutely right. Getting the right type of advice around you, the right team of advisors around you. Actually, not only is it going to grow your business and develop you, but it can be quite rewarding in other ways quite cathartic
0: it's quite interesting it's something our investment director rob gardner has spoken about in the past is uh, the different types of work that you do and he puts them into different color categories and um one of them is is your your black um work which is you know strategy um big picture thinking and if you're too busy caught up in the blue and the red which is you know your marketing the client servicing day-to-day running process etc you don't actually get time to think about those really important big picture um, issues that will be really, really important when it comes to um, thinking about your long-term plans.
1: Yeah, I think we saw that again yesterday, Caitlin, absolutely echoes that point. At the start of the session, you had a business leader there, very capable, very successful, but really struggling to see beyond the end of 2021. And by the time we'd left, actually, he could see himself growing threefold within three years And then had a position beyond that, a 10 year horizon where he could see himself looking to realize those exit options haven't achieved certain goals along the way. So I think, you know, having that perspective and again, going back to this notion of working on the business as opposed to just in the business, I think is a a significant game changer for any business leader.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do, Do you find that's something that you come across quite often then?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, you know, SME business leaders are very good at what they do. They are, in my opinion, the most important people because they're the ones that take risks and employ and and pay their taxes. Um, But it's very easy to get lost in the detail. We're working with an engineering company at the moment by way of an example. Um, Brilliant business, a tool making precision engineering business. They have a number of uh, Formula One teams as their clients. So they're really at the top of their game. Um, And when you talk to them about growing their business, their biggest customer, those Formula One teams, we asked the question, how long do you spend talking and with your clients? And the answer was just 2%. So we then said, well, what about if you were spending 15% with those clients, what would it mean? And they thought that meant they would grow by £800,000. Now, when you're turning over 5000000 an million, £800,000 growth is significant, So then the question becomes, stop working in the business, stop doing all of those things that prevent you spending that additional time with your sales, get those covered, get those outsourced, get other people to do them and get your focus where your value is. So just that little bit of shift in thinking can be just the pivot you need to suddenly create enormous value in your business, which then of course makes it much more valuable to the outside world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, that comes down to just having that outside eye and someone external coming in to to take a look at things um, with, you know, that different aspect and and not having that emotional attachment to the business, a completely impartial view of how to actually um, improve and pivot and, and work on those areas. Okay, so coming on to my last question then, what is your number one piece of advice for founders with regards to creating their exit plans? We can start with you, Kev.
2: Uh, well, I guess if it's a new business, get the best team around you you possibly can, uh, and I think that's where someone like uh, FLM comes into their fore because we can help with the advice about setting the company up, the uh, accountancy work and, and such, but it's it's having the the right structures in place at outset, uh, so when you do come to sell the business, whether it's 5, 10, how many years it's going to be, it will be in the best shape and easiest way of doing that. Uh, I guess if you're if you're already running, uh, then it's also just almost stopping and and having uh, some advisors come in, have a look at the business, see how things could potentially be restructured, whether it's uh, from how the actual the company is set up and uh, for for that exit to make it uh, the most tax efficient it can be. Um, and also just take advice. You know, I know people when they, they start their own business, they kind of feel that they are the best person to deal with that business and know that business and, and doing the job. They probably are. But it's the, the bits outside which they, they don't have the expertise on. They should bring someone in to, t- to help with that, uh, those areas and it allows them to concentrate on what they're
0: good at. Brilliant. And, and Martin, what have you got to add to that?
1: Yeah, I think from my standpoint, the the single piece of advice would be to start now. And I think a great place to do that to echo Kevin's sentiments would be to call FLM, you know, to to get us three on a a Teams or a video call. doesn't matter if we don't have any information or the information is quite scruffy, but just that initial conversation to start to explore the options, to start to explore the current state of that business, to, to start to define what those future aspirations might be. If people are prepared to take that leap of faith and just enter into that discussion, I'm sure that can lead to bigger and better things. It will be a journey. It will take time. It will be difficult and challenging and and take you to some very uncomfortable places emotionally and personally. But ultimately, it's very rewarding. And it's absolutely the thing that we would encourage everyone to do. Get those exit options into play. So yes, start now is, is my key piece of advice, Caitlin
0: brilliant so i guess it's you know start now don't delay regardless of of what might be hiding around the corner and then really take the time to to build some some trusted partners that you can really work with to to help you get to where you need to be not only you know looking beyond 2020 but you know over the next 5 10 15 years whatever that that exit horizon might look like so just picking up on what you mentioned, Martin, about uh, starting now and not delaying. Is it—is it all right if we put a couple of people in touch with you then?
1: Yeah, very happy to do that, Caitlin. So if, if you use me as the conduit and I can loop in Caitlin, Kevin, and the rest of the FLM team. So it's Martin Brown. My mobile number is O triple seven one eight seven four six one eight, And my email address is brown at elephants co uk. Drop me a line 0771 874 618. Um, let's get talking and I'll make sure that my colleagues at FLM are with me to give you the best guidance going forward. Thanks Caitlin.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you both so much for your time today and I hope our listeners have found your insights useful and will be able to take something away from this. And as Martin mentioned, if if anyone needs to get in touch to take a, a look into their business and um, do that that deep dive, then please do reach out and we will get something sorted. Brilliant. Thank you both.
1: Thanks Caitlin. Thanks Caitlin.